Thanks for joining us for A Moment with Jesus, a 30-minute contemplative devotional moment designed to help you cultivate everyday connection with God. We hope this short half hour will give you some breathing room in your day to connect with Jesus. The devotionals are designed so that you'd only need to bring yourself and your preferred way to listen. But if there's anything else you'd like to gather before we begin, now is the time. Maybe a Bible, a journal, something to write with, or anything else you think might help you connect with Jesus during this time. Let's get started. Today is day seven in our Acts series. Take a moment and allow yourself to pause. Ask Jesus to help you be present to this space. Let us begin together in prayer. Jesus, we thank you that you indeed are the Messiah, the one who is to come. Draw us into the big picture. Remind us that you have been at work since the beginning. Jesus, help us find connection with you in these next 30 minutes. Help us not to miss you and the ways you are at work. Amen. The Book of Acts, Chapter 7 And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred, and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans, and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land, in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession, and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others, who would enslave them and afflict them four hundred years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the 12 patriarchs. 
And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan, in great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on their second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob his father and all his kindred, seventy-five persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Sechem, and laid in the tomb that Abraham had brought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Sechem. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt, until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. At this time Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight, and he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. And he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. And as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their groaning. 
and I have come down to deliver them. And now, come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside, and in their hearts they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses who led us out from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, and offered a sacrifice to the idol and were rejoicing in the words of their hands. But God turned away and gave them over to worship the hosts of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. Did you bring to me slain beasts and sacrifices during the forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You took up the tent of Moloch and the star of your god, Rephan, the images that you made to worship. And I will send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tent of witness in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it, according to the pattern that he had seen. Our fathers in turn brought it in with Joshua, when they depossessed the nations that God drove out for our fathers. So it was until the days of David, who found favor in the sight of God, and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, who you received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. 
But they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now that we have heard the words of Acts chapter 7, let us move into a time of reflection. Today's chapter picks up where we left off yesterday. Stephen's work for the gospel, the signs and wonders he had performed, they have caused a stir with the religious leaders of the day. And we see his response in chapter 7. If you can, grab your Bible and maybe read through this rich passage again. If you don't have your Bible, maybe you could listen again or just dwell on the parts that are sticking with you. But what do you notice? What stands out? Perhaps consider how deeply Stephen had to know the scriptures to even give this message. Perhaps take some time to consider your own relationship to the scriptures. Or maybe you want to go back and read some Old Testament stories that he refers to. However you feel led, just take some time to reflect on this very rich passage.
as we continue to reflect. One of the themes we see in Stephen's speech is Israel's habit of missing God. Missing him in the prophets of the past and now in this present moment, missing who Jesus is. As you consider your own life, are there places you miss Jesus? Perhaps in this time of reflection, consider if your life is postured in such a way that you are attentive to how he is moving. And as we continue to reflect, consider the Israelites. How quick they were to create their own God in the golden calf. their impatience and forgetfulness 
led them to worship something other than the one true God. And what are the ways that we do this in our lives today? When we forget the things that God has done and the things that God has shown us. And turn to other gods that really are not gods at all. In this time of reflection, Consider if there is anything you need to lay down today to reposition your heart towards God. Now that we have taken some time to reflect, let us move into a time of intentional prayer. In an act of thankfulness and praise, take some time to give God credit for all that he has done and for his faithfulness, even in spite of our unfaithfulness.
as we continue to pray. Perhaps some of our reflection today has led you to a place of repentance. Bring those things before God now in a spirit of prayer and a spirit of confession and receive his forgiveness. And as we continue to pray, let us pray again for faith like Stephen's. Today we see him directed by the Holy Spirit. We see him confident in Jesus and the faith. We see him confident in Jesus in the face of opposition. And we see him a man that knows God's word. Pray for these things to be true in your life as well.
as we begin to close, if you feel like there is much more to say to God today, just press pause and continue on. But if you feel ready to wrap up and move into whatever may be next, let us close together in prayer. Jesus, make us people of soft hearts. Help us not to miss how you are moving in our midst. Give us trust in the face of uncertainty. Help us to put down our false gods that can never satisfy. Remind us of all your wondrous deeds. Thank you for your great faithfulness to us through generations. And align our hearts and our minds and our souls with yours. In Jesus' name, amen.